You do not find a happy life. You make it. You do not find a happy life. You make it. And to that I say, damn right. I'll tell you, there's an awful lot of people thinking that they're just going to go adrift and find something that will make them happy, like it'll fall in their lap or something. It's uh, absolutely atrocious to think that people are wandering around thinking that happiness is going to find them. Well, let me tell you, folks, I hate to drop the bomb, but uh, effort makes happiness. And sometimes, in my case, effort and constructive chaos bring me happiness. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but uh, to me, the gift is usually in the journey, not in the end result. And... A lot of times, when you're in this poultry homesteading thing, the planning stages, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, uh, I find huge joy in uh, finishing a chicken coop that's totally awesome and dry humping the chicken coop and or having the birds in there or whatever. But uh, huge amounts of joy are in the planning stages and designing and creating. You know what I mean? Like a, a painter likes to paint, but uh, they could give a shit less about the painting after it's done. You know what I mean? So keep seeking and finding and going after the big smile because sometimes that, that's the part that brings you happiness is seeking and going after and looking for your happiness. Welcome to the Poultry Homestead Podcast. This is where I say a bunch of stupid shit and uh, bring to light some of our faults. And it's all of our own, not of other people necessarily. Try to put a positive spin on your day. So last night, I was on my way home and I thought, you know, I'm going through town. I gotta go through the local feed store. And with our local feed store, we had some chickens show up the brand new batch of hens, pullets I suppose you would call them, pullets from, pullet chicks from Hoover's Hatchery, which is the hatchery that they use, they just showed up. And they don't really get what they order anymore. What they get is whatever Hoover's will get them, and a lot of that stuff is out to July, especially on real popular breeds. You know, I mean, they had barred rocks there, and they only had, like, a dozen barred rocks. And, I mean, this is their chick order for the whole week in the second week of April, which, you know, 
they probably could have went with a lot more. But uh, that's what they got. So naturally, uh, jokingly but not so jokingly, I, I texted pictures of the breeds and their names to my wife. And she goes, have at her. And then next text, you know, she like, she, she gets to thinking. And next text said, four to six, Bard Rocks, Buff Orpingtons, California Whites. Those are her favorites. And, and to be quite honest with you, my favorites. And they had them. So I got uh, six Bard Rocks because everybody knows I have these big crush on Bard Rocks. And uh, I got uh, four Buff Orpingtons and four California Whites. So we're gonna have color. We're gonna have plenty of eggs. And we're gonna have hens that can hatch them out. The Buff Orpington being a scholar at going brody and or setting whatever you call it but anyway yeah so I was just excited and they were cheap you know because when you buy them when they're day old chicks it's about as cheap as you can do it especially when I saw how much they're trying to charge for hatching eggs the other day on the internet I thought <laughs> I can go to the feed store and I can buy chicks for that you know and they're already guaranteed live you know i mean the lady down the road you know if i get hatching eggs from her that's that's less expensive and but you know I, then i gotta wait 21 days and i gotta get the incubator you know it's this this getting chicks thing is definitely an instant gratification but uh yeah i mean perfect these will go in perfectly with the eggs that I hatched from Kate, these birds will go in perfectly with those birds. And then our flock that we have right now, 11 birds, th these, this will all roll in to a perfect, perfect flock with a couple two, three roosters. And oh my heavens, and our one rooster being an Easter egger, oh my word, this is going to be really, really, really nice. Uh, and I think, I don't know if it's an Australaf or a Sexlink, can't quite tell yet, um, rooster that I got. He's the, he's the boss though. He's definitely the boss of the, uh, the 10 that we hatched out. So th things are looking good on the homestead here. We got roosters. We got, well, you know, in total, we're going to have 34 birds and a couple of them are roosters. Which means the ones that get bred are not going to be bred every three minutes. The, uh, the, the roosters won't be able to beat the hell out of everybody too bad. And the hens won't be picking on Miss Delaware too bad because roosters will be there to keep things in order. And uh, yeah, kind of excited about this. Kind of looking forward to this. So, you know... In our coop situation, I, I am not in a hurry to build a different coop. I just need to put a little bit more perch in the ones we got, which is fine. A couple rails will be good. And, uh, yeah, we should be sitting pretty nice. And then uh, with the addition this spring of 24 birds, 
uh, and that would be 22 of them being hens that I'm aware of, or at least stay tuned, you know, I'm, I'm not the perfect chicken sexer, but uh, 22 of them that I'm aware of, I did not sex these ones that I got from the feed store, but I, we're going to have eggs next winter to beat the band all winter long. And uh, the, the following winter after that, if we don't hatch out, I mean, I'm going to obviously do a hatch next year. I'm guessing it'll only be one hatch because otherwise we'll be flooded with birds. But, you know, change is always on the horizon, and I do have the ability to build a lot of coops. So things are looking good. Things are looking real good on the poultry homestead. Uh, quail will be laying in the next two weeks. So I will be able to hatch out them for meat and eggs. We are going to have an operation. And I like that. I like that. I really like that. It's better to be heavy on eggs than light. Always. <clears throat> and that's just a general rule. Just better to be heavy than not enough. You can always sell them. You can always sell them. So we're good. We're good. We're not uh, planning on getting any more chickens. We got our 14 guaranteed breeds that we want. Um, yeah, I had to cancel my hatching eggs that I was gonna do from the lady down the road, Kate. Uh, not because we didn't like her birds and not because of any of that. We were just looking for different breeds and we were looking to do something else. And when I walked into runnings yesterday and, and got these birds, that worked out perfect. So uh, hopefully she can keep up with her hatching egg orders and hatching out. And hopefully our, uh, our birds all live to be fruitful, happy, healthy birds. Um, it was pretty interesting. I, I did, however, use a different brooder because these ones that are a week old now, they're a lot bigger than the ones that are a day to two days old. So I had to use a different brooder. I did not want these real little fluffies to get their ass beat by chicks that think they need to display their dominance that are a week older, definitely. So things are really, really, really looking on the mend right now. I mean, really looking good. Once these quails start laying, uh, we're kind of pumping the brakes on freezer camp right now uh, and my wife likes to put things in good perspective she just said can we just breathe for a minute and not be switching it and I thought well that might be a good idea because uh, we will start eating quail eggs and uh, I got a few people that I owe some quail eggs to because I told them I would so I got a little bit of that going we'll be eating quail eggs and uh, then we will be hatching out 22 quail eggs uh, once we get back from vacation in May. And then we can start doing it how they do on the Discovery Channel, and that'll be totally awesome. So today, you know, basically what we're talking about is, is poultry homestead planning. And the big plan for this year, you already heard my chicken plans, and I got a garden plan. So within the next couple weekends, Ziggy needs to get his ass on a tiller. And he needs to till the shit out of the ground at the poultry homestead. So if I rent a tiller from, you know, up the road, 
That guy is going to charge me a shit ton of money for that, and I don't want to pay that. If I, you know, some dude, an acquaintance of ours that has one, I would be able to, you know, rent it for probably significantly cheaper or a case of beer or something like that. And I don't know how you are, but in Minnesota, people will work their ass off or give you something worth a lot of value for just a case of beer. Because beer pays huge dividends more than money does. Okay, and I don't know why that is. But, I mean, I will literally bust my ass and work my ass off for you for a case of beer for a whole day when, for money, an hourly wage just one hour of that wage would pay for a case of beer of what I would charge you an hourly wage for. But if you say you're going to get me a case of beer, I'll work my ass off all day for it. And I don't know why that is. Guys are like that. But, you know, beer, I mean, beer just seems more like if you pay somebody in beer, you're, you're, it, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it seems like they appreciate more of what you did. I don't know why that is. Like, I don't know if it's because they went out and bought the beer for you and brought it back and then you actually, when you're done with the job, it's cold and you get to drink it and then you poke a hole in the bottom of the can or you get the funnel and the hose out and you pour it down your throat and it's so much more fun. I just, I I don't know, I don't really know what part of it is better, but the paying with a case of beer is a good thing. So, you know, if you want everybody to come over and roof your house, just put cold beer on ice, people will come out of the freaking woodwork to roof your house. If you have any buddies that are straight and they're guys and they like beer, you know what I mean? So, anyway, just throwing that one out there at you. But I was at garden tilling and I went on a bunny trail, sorry. But this garden tilling, I'll get the garden tilled, let her set, let her get ready, blah, 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 whatever. And then once we come back from vacation or right before we go back on vacation, what I was gonna do is uh, get the shit in the ground, water the hell out of it, go on vacation, come back, see what else I need to do, you know? And I got a fence going in around this, so I will have to build that in the meantime, along with get the pool ready because before we go on vacation, I want to have the pool ready so that my daughter and her friends and grandma and, and everybody can have a, a good old time in that pool. So that's a big thing too, having the pool ready. So this is just poultry homestead planning that we're talking about here. So, you know, this time of year, you got your chicks, you got your garden plan, and some of you have bigger animals on the homestead that are going to be calving, lambing, or goats that are dropping, or sheep, which most of them I think have started doing that already. Depends when you let uh, old Rammy Shorts in there to do his thing. But uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a big time of year. You know, you're, 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 you're doing your preemptive strike on all this stuff. Now, before lawn mowing season comes at hand, I need to change all the fluids in my subcompact tractor also. So I gotta look at that. 
I got to do the maintenance and the gear oil on the lawnmower deck. And I need to winterize my snowblower. But I will be goddamned if I'm gonna winterize the snowblower before the end of April. Because I don't know where you live, but if you live in Minnesota, yeah, she might be 80 degrees right now and everybody's freaking walking around with their freaking underwear off and all that shit and thinking about getting the pool ready. But we can still get feet, and I mean that in plural, feet of snow. And it can really throw a freaking donkey punch in your plans. So I just wanted to keep everybody to keep that in mind. You might be getting excited and you might want to plant shit, but right now, you still need to pull back on those reins and say, okay, it's not May yet. We, we still have a lot to do. And we occasionally do get snow in May, but it's not usually the uh, catastrophic amounts that we can get in April. I've seen huge, huge, huge amounts of snow in the 20, 20th days of April. So, just hang on there, sugar shorts. I mean, it doesn't stay around too long. Usually it thaws out relatively quickly, but that's just something that we need to keep in mind and settle our ass down for a little bit here. It doesn't, the last thing you do, I mean, you don't pull your driveway flags until you mow the lawn for the first time. Um, we, as a family, have uh, found that out because once you get like 18 inches of snow all at once um, your driveway is no longer and sometimes the wind blows and your yard and your driveway you know because you try to have a crown on your driveway you know giving your driveway good shape and you kind of try to have a ditch on each side of your driveway you know so the water flows away from it because your driveway is uh, a healthy place to drive you just try to get that done and, and you have driveway flags, these big long sticks that are reflective that you put in there so that when you get large amounts of snow, you know where the hell you're going and where the edge of the driveway is. <clears throat> because sometimes somebody you don't know comes over and does your driveway and they don't know where the hell your driveway is. So driveway flags are very important. Make sure you don't pull those until you're done, your first time mowing your lawn for the year. So anyway, said that, Today we talked about preemptive strikes and what you can do in your planning on your poultry homestead and also your chicks and chickens, whatnot. Uh, I see growth in our chicken yard also coming of this, but we also are going to dabble in the free-ranging aspects in the late afternoon hours. So I might not be expanding the chicken yard, I might just be doing more late afternoon uh, free-ranging with our chickens, which should be pretty fun. I just don't like finding chicken shit everywhere I do stuff. So anyway, that's where we're at right now and that's where we are planning and what we are thinking of doing on our farm. Uh, if you want to talk about your planning and what you are doing, I'd love to hear it. If you want to connect, uh, Ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com. We got thousands of listeners now. There are many of you out there just uh, letting go and listening to some of the stupid knowledge that we have around here. Uh, also, Instagram, 
my Insta buddy count has been compounding lately, uh, just like the podcast. Thank you for listening, by the way. And uh, thank you for being my Insta buddy if you uh, found out about all that on this. Usually, I pretty much just buddy up with people that have poultry and all that shit. Uh, I do not care what country you are from. I do not care if your wall is English or not. I uh, tend to like culture and other people and uh, other people's views. Uh, As you can tell, I definitely do not, do not uh, go in the political spectrum whatsoever uh, because I think we could all use a break from that, couldn't we? Uh, Yes. Uh, Yes. Yes, yes. Anyway... I love you all. Thank you for listening. And uh, things are looking good. Things are looking real good. Anyway, have a good one.